corner to Sanderson. Back in front door, shot, Welcome to the last show of 2018 for NHL on the Ice. I am the host, Brian Nates, along with me, Alex Musket. We have a ton to get into. We have 15 games from last night. 15 games, Alex. All but one team was in play last night. Yeah, that's... uh... It was a pretty good uh, belated ber- uh, Christmas present for us, and plus uh, there was some uh, games from the World Juniors from last night. There was games from the World Juniors, which we'll get into probably in the second hour because I think it's going to take us an hour to get through all 15 games from yesterday. We'll get into some of the news uh, of the week. We'll get into what happened in Dallas. Uh, we'll get into the Winter Classic. Uh, and World Juniors. We'll probably all get into that in the second hour of the show. But like I said, we got 15 games. Um, they were all pretty good, except for the Red Wings game, which absolutely sucked, which I kind of saw happening after Jim Lights calls his team out for their poor performance this year. Um, they come out and just molly, molly whopped the Red Wings last night. Well, I figured I, I figured the same way as you did after after what Light said. I mean, if Carter Hart got his first NHL start and first NHL win against the Red Wings, you figure after what Light said, uh, some uh, with some unsavory language, figure that uh, the Red Wings would probably lay another goose egg against a team that needed that probably had had a spark. 
Why does it always got to be the Red Wings? I don't know. It's and for some reason it's it's always it's it's like with the Lions in the NFL that just get dumped on. It just seems like that anything that happens with a team, their next opponent is the Red Wings, and the Red Wings are just they don't have a chance. Yeah, that's uh, it's it's like the reverse minus touch. It's like with the Red Wings 20 years ago, it's like it wouldn't happen, but, you know, it's uh, the roles were reversed. It's like they, it turned to crap. Yeah, so the Red Wings get mollywhopped. Um, we'll get into that in a minute. But uh, let's start. Let's start with the first game of the day. Yesterday, the Devils, Carolina, Blackwood makes another start, his second start in a row. Uh and uh, he puts up his first shutout, his third career start, um, 37 saves for Blackwood. And the Devils beat Carolina 2-0. Uh, Pavel Zaka and Andy Green, your long goal scorers. Yeah, I got to see highlights of that. Uh, I mean, congrats to Mackenzie Blackwood. I've I got to see him play a couple times when he was with the Barry Colts in the OHL. Uh, game I went to in London. Uh, he pretty much stole the game for them. I mean, he was standing on his head against the best team and not just the Ontario Hockey League, but in all of uh, the CHL. Uh, I kind of knew uh, about this kid. I that think he's going to be a pretty good goalie, but to be good this quick, and I mean, especially you know, making uh, standing on his head, making all these saves for the Devils, uh, could be a goalie controversy over there with him and uh, Keith Kincaid. Yeah, with Corey Schneider on the IR and Keith Kincaid not playing as well as he did towards the end of last year, um, he's kind of been relegated to the bench right now. And, uh, yeah, Mackenzie Blackwood. And, look, the, the Devils, look, I thought they overachieved last year. And Taylor Hall had a great season. I don't think – I don't even think Hall played in this game last night. I think he's been banged up. Ah, uh, come on. Been a maintenance day. I don't know. I'll let you know when my computer stops buffering. But anyway, you know the Devils—they're towards the bottom of the standings right now in their in the whole conference. So, um, yeah, it, you know, in Carolina, they're they're not playing as well as I think they played last year. As also, so. Uh, two teams struggling. Um, Devils get the win. Come on, computer. I don't want the Golden Knights right now. I want... Uh, it might work this time. There we go. So, yeah, I know Hall's been banged up. My, uh, let's see. Did he play... Um, no hall this game so like I said he's been banged up uh, I know he sat out the last couple games so yeah they're missing their top guy and they get a big win against Carolina um, they only get uh, 
Carolina puts up 37 shots. I mean, that's quite a bit of shots and a lot of stops for the rookie goaltender. Um, I believe he is the seventh rookie all time in New Jersey to get a shutout. I believe that's yeah. the stat I heard. So. And he had his first um, start against uh, was it the Bruins the other night. He made 40 saves. He became the third youngest goalie in doubles Rockies scouts franchise history to record his first career NHL shutout. Uh, Blackwood made his league debut December 18th. <clears throat> he has stopped 130 of 136 shots against to five career appearances. Uh, he was also the OHL goaltender of the a year in 2015-2016 as a mem- member of the Barry Colts and was the second round pick in the 2015 NHL draft for the Devils. <clears throat> Might be premature for me to say after just a couple of starts, uh, he'd, he'd be a nice addition for Fantasy League right now who uh, needs some goaltending help. Yeah, you know what? That's That's not a bad... Not a bad guy to add right now. Um, I know everyone's all about part of it. No, I look. I got Keith Kincaid, and uh, I'm not sure what to do. Like all three of my goalies last night, all the backups started. Bernays started, Blackwood started, and Robin Leonard started. So yeah, I had no starting goalies last night. Yeah, that cut, that's kind of unfortunate, especially with a 15-game schedule last night. I know. Figure starters got to go. All three backups started. I'm like, ah, oh, come on, man. Uh, uh, in one of my leagues, I had uh, – in one of my leagues, I have uh, Tuka Rask, and, you know, he's been laying the major goose egg this year, and I'm thinking, should I, should I, you know, should I drop him for Carter Hart and – yeah, because I know he's still a bit net. Yeah, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm just going to stash him, you know, because I think Rask is going to turn it around. No, don't do not do something that drastic. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. If you do anything drastic, come to me, and then I'll, I'll steer you off the cliff. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, it was too much uh, Christmas dinner. I think that's what, you know, and then I, after the next day thinking about it, I'm like, I'm just, you know, I'm not going to do it. You know, I'll I'll get off the ledge. Yeah, you're hitting the eggnog too hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go to the next game. Uh, it is the, uh, this game. I'm all discombobulated this morning. Um, here we go. He went towards the net. Muzzin fires it on goal. There's two men there to steer it away. Schmidt up ahead of Carlson. Clean breakaway to the net. On the forehand, he scores! William Carlson all alone on the breakaway. His team leading 15th in the season. Uh, Malcolm Schumann makes a big save to start it off, and then just a tremendous outlet pass by Nate Schmidt. As the Kings had a great chance in front, Kopitar's going to roll up. He finds Toffoli coming. He loses his footing. There's one save. Kings pressing a little bit more as another shot comes to the net. And then Nate Schmidt gets the loose puck. Look at this pass. 
just a great pass late to the car. Malcolm Subin got his first win of the season, and the Vegas Golden Knights ended the Kings' season-long four-game winning streak with a 4-1 victory at the Staples Center on Saturday. William Carrier, Alex Talk, and Paul Stassi, all goals for the Vegas Golden Knights, while Anzi Kopitar with the lone goal for the Kings. Yeah, that's uh, look at the Kings. I mean, they did show some life. I mean, it looks like they were going to lose the uh, – Lose for Hughes sweepstakes there with that little mini streak. Uh, nice to see Subin get his first win of the year. I mean, you know, someone other than the Mark Andre Fleury, uh, he had gone all 0 and 5 in his last six games. He made 30 st- uh, stops for the Knights. Uh, they have a point in five straight games in nine of their past ten. And in the last ten, they're six one and three. So they're they're making a nice surge. I know they had a bit of a a hangover from last year, and they're recovering very nicely. Now they are sitting third in their division right now, uh, only one point behind the Sharks, two points behind Calgary. So they are in within reach here for the Pacific lead. So these three teams right here, I see them battling it out for the rest of the season. These are some. These three teams are, are really good, right? Flames, you know, the Sharks, and, and Vegas. Uh, and I see nothing but battles between all three of these teams the rest of the season. Yeah, out of all the the conferences, that's the one I'm I'm very interested in. It's it's going to be a three headed race. I mean, I won't cut out the I won't cut out the Ducks though. I mean, they've they've been in it, you know, just they're six points behind the Flames for first place. So that's it's going to be a pretty interesting battle from now till the rest of the year. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, you know, after Vegas' slow start, you know, they've come on strong. I mean, and they've come on strong. They're six, one, and three in their last ten. Um, they have the lone game tonight. In fact, they play the Coyotes tonight, uh, eight o'clock tonight. The only game for this Sunday night. Well, if no one wants any uh, football action. It'd be a good, decent game to watch tonight. Speaking of football action, I have to get into this real quick. So, last Sunday night, watching the Seattle Chiefs game, I'm up 95 points. The guy's got three guys going, right? He's got Doug Baldwin. He's got uh, Russell Wilson. He's got Travis Kelsey going. Mm-hmm. I, end up, I, end, I end up winning by six. Wow. And I almost lost because – if Russell Wilson had hit Doug Baldwin for that touchdown and Baldwin is down at the one, I would have lost. That would have been a 12-point swing right there. Yeah, and he had I know going in for that game. You figure the Chiefs and the the Hawks, you figure that's going to be it's going to be a shootout. I mean, especially with the Chiefs, I mean, they're high-octane offense. Yeah. So I held on to win by six, win my championship for fantasy football. But, man, it was – I should just – it's like every play I saw my points dwindling. It went from 28 to 21 to 15 to 12 to 10 to 6. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to lose this. But I ended up winning. So, anyway. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Congratulations, sir. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> on to our next game. Uh, the Sharks – in Edmonton, 
the boards. And the Sharks break up three on one. Donskoy across to Erickson, back to Hurdle over the... Donskoy, and he puts him right in the back of the net. Jonas Donskoy and the Sharks respond immediately, and we've got a 1-1 game. A pitch. Eric Collison had a goal and three assists in his return from a two-game suspension for the San Jose Sharks in a 7-4 win against the Edmonton Oilers at the Rogers Place on Saturday, handing the Oilers their fifth straight loss. Has the magic dust fallen off the Edmonton Oilers? Oh, it, it sure did. I mean, that was a that was a massive goose egg. Uh, looking at Carlson here is, yeah, I mean, he's in his last nine games, he's got one goal and uh, only 13 assists. So I think, I think we're starting to see the real era, Eric Carlson now. McDavid with his 20th, Caleb Jones, which would be actually McDavid with his 20th and 21st goals. Uh, Caleb Jones, Seth Jones, younger brother gets his first NHL goal. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl with his 19th of the season for Edmonton. Um, on the other side, Donskull with his 7th. Hurdle with his 14th. Couture with his 14th and 15th. Uh, Carlson with his 3rd. Meckler, Carlson with his 6th. As he put a 7th spot on Edmonton. Uh, if, if you wanted goals, that was uh, that was a good game to watch yesterday. But uh, yeah, so, uh, I was going to say in one of my fantasy leagues, I have uh, Koskinen, and I was thinking, oh my gosh, he's he uh, he's not having a good night. But lo and behold, Cam Talbot was in goal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wipe the sweat off your brow on that one. Yeah, <laughs> especially with a, yesterday, I had things to do i had i had my real job and i figure because one of my leagues i have four goalies and they're all pretty good i got i had martin jones i had koskinen i had bishop and uh i, I started bishop and jones uh Raska is my fourth goalie so didn't do too bad uh the Sharks erupted for seven goals and a game for the third time this season and the second this month to extend their road win streak to four contests. San Jose scored seven or more goals in multiple regular season games during a calendar month for the seventh time in franchise history. Uh, Eric Carlson factored on four goals, collected at least one assist and point in each of the nine last games dating back to December 7th. Um, like you said, Carlson looks like he's finally look looking more comfortable and uh it's starting to put up the points now yeah it's uh it, you know it's a bit of a rough start for the sharks and they're turning it around uh there's you know you were talking about some of the things like the flames and the jets and the predators in the west i'd be very scared to play san jose though come playoff time yeah, I mean they they are seven one and two in their last ten. Um, they've won two in a row. Yeah, Sharks look like they are a team that's starting to put things together now. Yeah, uh, Martin Jones twenty two saves for the Sharks, uh, who are nine two and two in their last thirteen. So that's uh, 
Very, uh, it, was a, it was a good one. Lots lot of goals. Our next game, the Wild hold on to beat the Jets 3-1. to one. Um, The lone Jets goal by the Now to Wheeler. Wheeler looking. Goes to line A and he fanned on it. Parisi sprawls. Cannot clear. Buckland down low. Wheeler. Wheeler back to line and drive. He scores. Lonnie with his 24th goal of the season. The lone goal for the Jets. The Wild hold on. Matt Bartkowski with his first. Charlie Coyle with his sixth. Eric Fair still in the league with his fifth goal of the season. Devin Dubnik made 26 saves. The Wild ended a five-game losing streak with a 3-1 win against the Jets at the Bell MTS Place on Saturday. Uh, looking at that, Minnesota, those are two big points that they needed because right now, if you're looking at the bottom of the uh, Western Conference, it's it's kind of a logjam with teams. Uh, Anaheim with 44 points, Dallas with 43 points. They hold the last two wild card with Vancouver a point behind. Minnesota and Edmonton uh, four points behind. You can throw the Coyotes in there if you want. In Chicago, they're uh, seven points behind. But it's it's a bit of a logjam between the the first wild card and down to uh, fifth place, which is where Edmonton's sitting. So Anaheim, Dallas, Vancouver, Minnesota, Edmonton, all needing points right now heading into the new year. Uh, it is a must win for the wild. I mean, they look what happened with the Oilers. They lost. So that kind of gives them a little bit of momentum. Uh, they were two, six and one in their last nine games. So it was a must needed win for, for the wild. Uh, we look at, yeah, Anaheim's got the first wild card spot and Dallas has got number two. So, I mean, it's still possible, but it's, it's just, it's just a lot of, you know, it's, like you said, it's a log jam. I mean, it's just, it, just the, battling out there in the West. Yeah, big win for the Wild. Um, again, this is, you know, we, we talked about it last week. Uh, teams that are underachieving, Dallas underachieving, the Wild underachieving. Um, you know, we expected these two teams to be right in in the playoffs. But uh, here they are, they're battling to make the playoffs because, uh, you know, if one or both of these teams could be sitting out uh, <clears throat> come April. Yeah. As I'm looking at what Bruce Boudreau said, he said he didn't win the cup tonight, but if we could use that as a template and look, we play Toronto and Pittsburgh next doesn't get any easier, but we didn't think this was going to be a cake for any walk in the park either. So it's a good game. So yeah, if you take that two points, uh, I mean, they'll take it anyway. Uh, the next two games are going to be pretty tough, like you said, against Pittsburgh and Toronto. Our next game is the Bruins and Sabres. Bruins in overtime. Jake DeBrusque tied the game on a power play goal late in the third, and Sean Curley netted the overtime oh. winner. 
uh, leading the Bruins past the Sabres 3-2 to two at Key Bank Center on Saturday. So a road win. Uh, Marco Scandella with his second. Nola Arcier with his first. Johan Larson with his fourth. Jake Tversky is 11th. And Sean Curley with his third goal of the season and in overtime. And uh, Tuka Rask, it was Tuka time for the Bruins, made in 26 saves, uh, who had lost their, their last two games. Of course, that was a, another win that the Bruins uh, needed going into the Winter Classic, uh, which is not that far away. Should have played them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's right, too. I mean, I got a, I got a four-goalie problem, which – yeah, you know, they're all good. So, you know, I, I started the right one last night. <laughs> Brad Marchand missed Saturday's game with the UBI. Uh, David Backus was handed a three-game suspension. Uh, McAvoy goes down the IR. Uh, you know, they get three guys back, and then they lose three guys. It's, it's a crazy circle here. Uh, Bergeron has come back. They get Zeno Chara back. They got Jake DeBrusk back, but... In return, they lose Marshawn, Backus, and McAvoy goes on IR. So this team's a walking wounded right now, heading into the Winter Classic against Chicago on New Year's Day. Yeah, that's that's not good. I mean, you just imagine if you get that that entire lineup healthy. I mean, what, and what they can do in the East. Uh, and Charlie McAvoy. I mean, I you know. And I thought this kid's going to have a very good NHL career, but it's just having some bad luck with him this year. He's, I got him in one of my leagues. I think he's on IR for the third time, if I'm not mistaken. I seen McAvoy play a couple of years ago before he was drafted. He was, it was the World Junior Showcase in Plymouth, and he laid out Lawson Krause with a shot, man, unreal. Uh, he plays aggressive his style so with his style and he's not a big guy at all um the way he plays you're gonna see injuries for him yeah i think yeah i just don't want um, like i said i think he's gonna have a pretty good nhl career if he stays healthy i just don't want him to go on the same road you know like mark savard just kept on getting hurt and you know just retire you know, at an early age. So Boston get a big, they get a big win. Um, they are holding down the first wild card spot right now. Um, again, this is another team that has to battle teams um, in their division. You get uh, Tampa, Toronto, Buffalo, Montreal, all sitting right now in the playoffs. Uh, Boston, is the first wild card spot. They're only a point ahead of Montreal. They're only two points ahead of the Islanders uh, for the first wild card. And the Islanders are sitting behind Montreal, only a point back. So, again, a week later, we're looking back at the standings again, and really nothing's changed. Um, Islanders are pulling it a little bit closer here. They're a point out of the wild card spot. And we talked about, you know, are these the eight teams? Maybe one of these teams don't make it. Like maybe the Islanders sneak in. So we're talking nine teams in the Eastern Conference here. 
playoff-wise. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you're not going to catch up with teams like Tampa Bay, Washington. No, uh, it's going to be. Yeah, there's no way. It's you look at the you know outside of, of the Boston, Montreal, and the Wild Card. You got the Islanders that that are going to be in it. Uh, maybe the Rangers, but I doubt it. I don't think they're gonna they're gonna be making the playoffs. I mean, they're still in that that rebuild mode. Uh, that's, that's it. I mean, you just got, uh, it's a nine team uh, race, you know, I mean, that's going to come down to Boston, Montreal and the Islanders and, uh, the Sabres. Yeah. We're looking at one team here, not making it. And look, we're looking at nine teams here in the, in the Eastern conference that are going to vie for those eight spots. Uh, like I said, I don't think the Rangers, the Wings, the Florida Panthers, you just don't have enough to put, yeah. make a push for a wild card spot. Yeah, and I want to throw a little tidbit in. Uh, Rask played in his 468th NHL game, and he ties uh, the, the, the great Tiny Thompson for, for most in Bruins franchise history. Uh, he's been around that long already, huh? Yeah, and just think of it. You know, as much as people want to dump on Toronto with the trades that they made, I mean, yeah, he was a Toronto draft pick. So without you know him, you know, it was, uh, part of that. I think it was part of the Phil Kessel trade. I don't have that in front of me, but you know, Toronto and Boston made a couple of, of swaps around that time. So you know, it was a, it was a it was a pretty good deal for for both teams to look at it. Yeah, in hindsight now, yeah, it is. Because Toronto ends up sending Kessel to Pittsburgh for um, Casper Kampanen. Let's see what happens. Uh, Well, if Toronto uh, makes a push, I mean, I mean, they're looking good right now, but, well, except for last night. I mean, that was a... Well, I'm glad you said that because we segue into the Islanders-Toronto game. And this gentleman, this gentleman, rookie of the year last year. Boychuk comes in. Beauvillier centering pass that was blocked by Morgan Riley. Another pass to Johnny Boychuk. He waits, takes the shot, and scores! A deflection in front by Matthew Barzell, and the New York Islanders have a 2-0 lead. Brock Nelson. Back to Nick Letty. One-timer. Barzell fires. He scores. Power play goal on Tavares, and the Leafs are behind the New York Islanders. Three to nothing. Ryan Pullock bounces the puck to center. Here's a two-on-one chance. It's Barzell. He shoots. Scores. A hat trick from Matthew Barzell. The second of his career, and the Islanders lead four to nothing. And it's Matthew Barzell goes all natural with a natural hat trick in the second period against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Robert Liner makes 36 saves for their shutout in New York's first game against their former captain. And what a statement! The Islanders come in to Scotiabank Arena and. Uh, just smacks him right in the mouth. Yeah, that was, and, and we mentioned that you know for that wild card race, that was the, a win that the Islanders needed. 
Uh, Arzell is the first Islanders player to have a hat trick against Toronto since Mike Bossy back on March 20th, 1986. So that's, that's uh, quite a bit of a stretch there. So, uh, but yeah, Barzell, I mean, when Tavares left, you figure that Barzell, it's, he's going to be the face of the franchise and, and he showed that and it was a, uh, a punch in the mouth against, against uh, Tavares' former team. How fired up has the Islanders had to be going into Toronto? That statement was. I mean, Barry Trotz, you know, he he made some comments about Tavares not wanting to be there in, in, in New York. You have to think that Trotz had this team fired up going in tonight's game. And look. You know, you'll, you'll hear it, and it's so cliche, right? You'll hear players going, yeah, you know, it's just another game on the schedule, and, you know, we're just, we're not looking ahead. We're just, you know, bull, bullshit, right? Yeah. You know, you know, these, these Islander guys go in there fired up, wanting to say, hey, you know what? You made a big mistake going to Toronto. They come in there and they, they smoke them. Yeah, I don't think they would go like Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock when they do interviews to say what they're going to do, you know, when they play how against. Great would that, how great would oh. that be if a player actually did that? Oh, that'd be awesome. You know, instead of these cl- cliche answers, just, hey, just speak what you mean for once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the only thing that, that would be missing from that win is uh, chugging beers in the, on center ice at the – Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be awesome if you could just had a uh, like Barzell go all rock on on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, okay. I did tell you a story when uh, my friends and I we went to the Joe years ago, and the main event was Stone Cold and the Undertaker against uh, Rikishi and Kane. I, I kid you not. I think they threw. I think the the person who throws the beers at, at Stone Cold this, for him to start chugging, I, I swear to God, I think he must have threw like 20 cans. <laughs> and he opened them, guzzed them all, and of course the Undertaker, you know, helped you know, help, help chug them. So. That's funny. That was pretty impressive. So the Islanders with a statement win, Barzell becomes the eighth different player in franchise history, scoring a natural hat trick in the regular season in under eight minutes in the first since Tavares, October 28, 2017. Barzell becomes the 20th different player in franchise history to score a natural hat trick in the regular season and the third youngest to do so behind Tavares and Bobby Nystrom. Um, Barry Trotz earned his 782nd regular season win Tying long-time Islanders head coach L. Arbor for fourth place on the league's all-time list. So some milestones last night in that yeah. game. I'll throw another um, one in. It was the first time the yeah. Islanders shut off the Leafs in Toronto. Mm. It's, they had to have been fired up. Had to have been fired up going into that game last night. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, that was, yeah, that, and and they should be leaving happy. I mean, that should give them some more momentum, you know, down the stretch. Yeah, 
and you know what? They're doing it with two without two of their top offensive players in Andrew Ladd and Jordan Everly. Both of them did not play. Ladd hasn't skated in a, in a couple of weeks, I think. So, uh, let's see, Ladd. The, Ladd is going through the rehab process, but he won't be able to return for a while. He was last in the lineup on November 13th. So, and then Everly is looks like he's been moved to IR. Retroactive December twenty third. So, yeah, yeah. A couple. Uh, uh, I just want to add a couple bits in about Barzell. Uh, in his last fourteen games, he's got seven goals, seven assists, and his shooting percentage is pretty good. Uh, is almost at twenty two percent. He is on fire right now. Hmm. Uh we move. What's that? It's it's his his. His team now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt about it right now. Um, we move on. Do I have a clip for this game? No, I do not. I did not download a clip for this game. Um, Capitals beat Ottawa 3-2. to two. Breaking news here. Ovechkin did not score. Still stuck at 29. Wow. That's, that's Tyler, a bummer. That's- He's, slug, he's struggling. <laughs> Tyler Lewington and Madison Bowie each scored their first NHL goals, lifting the Capitals to a 3-2 win against the Senators at the Canadian Tire Center. A road win here. Tom Wilson with the other goal for the Capitals, his 11th. And Colin White, his 10th. Mark Stone, his 18th. For the Sens. the... And Washington's nine and one their last ten games, so they're they're on fire. And Sens are where we thought they'd be. They're last in the Eastern Conference with thirty-four points, a point behind <clears throat> Philly and New Jersey and Carolina, and two behind the Red Wings. So Ottawa stays last. Their pick does not belong to them, which is unfortunate. Yeah, so they're kind of kind of down in the dumps right there. I mean, I mean, they, you know, like you were saying about the centers there, and, and to quote Dennis Green, they are who they thought they were. Yeah, you know, and this is a team, another team that is absolutely hurting. Um, they lost Thomas Shabbat for, I think, three weeks. Uh, if you they are this you want to see a walking moon and um the this is the team John Gabriel Paget has been cleared for contact he had an Achilles injury Magnus Pajarvi has an UBI he's day to day let's see Thomas Shabbat out next three weeks Justin Falk won't play this weekend. Craig Anderson out with a concussion. Kristen Yaros uh, broke his finger in a fight. He's out a month. Um, so, yeah. Uh, this team, the Sens and the, and the Flyers are erased for the dumpster fire of the season. Yeah. Um, there there could be a third team. We'll get into that later. But, yeah. That's, and, and you could flip a coin on which, you know, which of those two teams is a – a PR nightmare and a PR disaster. 
Capitals continue to roll. It doesn't matter who plays for the Capitals. I mean, you and I could play for the Capitals, and we could get some points. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, uh, it was the first time in Washington Capitals history that two defensemen scored a first NHL goal in the same game. Oh. Everything going right for them. Yeah. And NHL on the ice, did you know? I like that. <laughs> we should have more of those. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we head on to this game next. Find it. Here. That coach will start it off. Hope it's <laughs> This guy has been lethal as of late. Nikita Kucherov, his 18th goal of the season, coming off, I believe, a four-point night and a five-point night. And I want to see back-to-back nights. Uh, He leads the NHL in points right now, Nikita Kucherov. And and just how white-hot the Lightning is. I mean, their last 14 games, they're 13-0-1. I mean, that's... That's very, very darn impressive. Kucherov leads the NHL with 63 points, two ahead of Mika Ratnan. Uh, man, 18 goals, 45 assists for Kucherov. Um, Yanni Gord, Anton Strawman, uh, Tyler Johnson with goals, Adam Ernie with five, his fifth and sixth goal. Including the game winner late with 102 remaining. Tampa Bay extend their point streak to 14 games uh, with a 6 5 win against Montreal at home. Yeah, and uh, speaking of Kucherov, in his last 10 games, he's got six goals and 15 assists. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky was up for the game. He made 33 saves for the Bolts. Um, let's see. Uh, and for the Canadians, uh, Shaw scored two goals. Jordan Ben had a goal and assist, and Philip Denal had three assists uh, for the Habs, who had won their last three games. Uh, Carey Price, who is going to be out for at least three games, uh, paved way for Antti Niemi. He made 26 saves for the Habs. So, uh, you know, losing Price does hurt them. I mean, he is their, he's their franchise goalie, so... Uh, they'll be hurting for next few games, at least. <laughs> Go figure. I dropped Denal, and he he's been on fire ever since I dropped him. You, you, you didn't? Did someone else claim him? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he, I dropped him the day he scored a hat trick. <laughs> uh. Um, Tampa Bay becomes the first team to record 30 wins this season and establish a franchise record for fewest games to reach the plateau in a season. 39 games played, 30 wins, eclipsing the previous mark of 42 games set in 2017-2018. The Lightning improved to 12-0-1 since 
uh, December 1st and establish franchise records for most wins and points in the calendar month. Yeah, that's uh Oh, we have a Thomas Tatar watch for the Canadians. He had uh, two assists uh, last night and has six points in his last three games. The former Red Wing. Yes. Well, just just think uh, of the, the, how good the. Uh, I just want to throw something in there just to see how good the Bolts are. They have sixty-two points through thirty-nine games, and that's the same amount as the seventy-six, seventy-seven Montreal Canadiens through that same span. And they, you know, and lo and behold with the Canadians that year, they had set the record for most points in the season with 132. So that's, that's some very good company. That's probably one of the best teams in NHL history that they're in company with. Stamkos has been on fire too, along with that. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, he's been, he's been having a hot uh, stick blade for the bolts. So, is when Stamkos and Kucherov go, so do the Bolts. Uh, Stamkos and Point lead their team with 22 goals apiece. Tyler Johnson has 18. Kucherov has 18. Uh, Alex Kilroy, he's been a little bit of a pleasant surprise for them. He's got 10 goals in 39 games. Uh, Yanni Gorda's got 11 goals. Yeah, they're getting goals from everybody. Uh, TJ Miller uh, has been moved to IR. He's listed week to week. He sustained an injury Thursday. Um, that's the only injury news on this team. You talked about Carey Price, and this paves the way for the Islanders now. If if look, Antinami is not the goalie of we used to see. Antinami, he's uh, I think he's a shell of his older self. Um, I think this paves the way for the Islanders to come in and, and sneak in here. Yeah, that's that's a good position for the Islanders. I mean, you're talking about Niemi. I mean, he's not what he was nine years ago when he was uh, with the Sharks. When he backs up the yeah, the, backs up the Sharks, and he he was yeah, he was with the Blackhawks on the championship team, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, years ago. So yeah, so yeah, that's. Uh, He's, he's just, they just signed him just because he's anti-Miami. I mean, he's not what he what he was a few years ago. Um, I mean, no one's going to be Carey Price. I mean, he's he's not going to be that at all. Uh, but you know, it, it depends on how long Price is going to be out. It's gonna it's it's something that the Islanders definitely have to take advantage of. Through ten games this year, anti-Miami four point two two goals against. A point eight seven zero save percentage. Yeah, that's yeah, not going to win too many games with that. Is this a team now in the market for a, a goalie? It depends how how long Price is going to be out. I mean, it's it's uncertain. They say he was going to be out for three games at least, but I mean, if it's more serious than it was like it was a couple of years ago, then they're definitely going to have to. Get some goaltending help. It'd be interest, interesting to see what the Canadians play here is um, moving forward. So, I mean, they had a nice surgeons this year. I mean, looking look at their year so far, I mean, the Domi for Galchenyuk trade for sure. Domi, you know, Domi and, you know, 
made the Habs look really good with that acquisition. Uh, but he's been one of their lone bright spots. We'll see moving forward is, um, what they end up doing here. Um, I was just looking to see if there was any news. But there is it. So I am moving on to the uh, Flyers and Panthers. Flyers, Jonathan Huberto, or uh, Panthers, Jonathan Huberto, Scored with 106 remaining to lift the Panthers to a 2-1 win against the Flyers at the BB&T Center on Saturday. Mike Hoffman with his 18th. Shane Gosterbear with his fifth for the Flyers. Well, it wasn't going to last for the Flyers. They're 3-5-2 and two in their last 10. They are a point ahead of Ottawa for the seller in the Eastern Conference. The Flyers continue to be a dumpster fire. That's all. Yeah. Even Carter Hart can't save the franchise this year. I mean, he played pretty well. It's just, you know, it just wasn't enough. Uh, it was a bit of a homecoming for Huberdeau, who was born right outside the area. He, uh, not Huberdeau, what am I saying? Uh, Gosha's Bear. Gosha's Bear. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Huberto's from Quebec. Yeah, he's from uh, Quebec. So, uh, um, a good save there. Let's see here. Carter Hart, 30 say, or 34 stops he made. Um, James Reimer, 34 saves he made as well. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, like I was saying, Carter Hurd, I mean, he's not going to – he can't – he can only make, make uh, the stops. He can't put the puck in the net or he can't set passes up for his line mates to score. But, uh, but yeah, that, I mean, it's just – I think the only thing to look for for the Flyers this year is just to see, you know, Carter Hart, who's been, you know, a topic of discussion of a show and pretty much, uh, you know, they're – top prospect to see how he does. <clears throat> he hasn't been bad. So I look, I, I'm I'm surprised with how well he's played, honestly. Uh considering how bad that team is. Uh he did give up four goals in Columbus. Um that's been his worst game so far. He gave up one goal in Nash against Nashville and then two against Florida and of course Two against the Wings. Uh, he made the most stops he's made in his career, 34 stops. Faced the most shots, 36. So he's played well, yeah. considering. And, and Flyer fans should be, should be, I mean, Flyer fans are pretty impatient. They're, I mean, just they're one of the three fan bases here in the U.S. that are very impatient next to Boston and New York. I mean, I, I mean, they should be pleased with what how he's been doing. We move on to our next game. Um, it is this game. Bill Castle weighing his options. Castle looking, sliding that Hornquist, walking out all the way across. Shot score, Crosby. 
He buries it 48 seconds into the hockey game on the power play. It's Pittsburgh up 1-0. Watch the passing of the Penguins. It's so precise. They go from the outside down to the front of the net. I cannot believe Hornquist didn't shovel that puck to the net, nor can the St. Louis Blues as Edmondson. The Penguins score four power play goals to earn their season-high fifth straight win and a 6-1 win against the St. Louis Blue at Enterprise Center on Saturday. Uh, Ricola, Austin Reese, Hornquist, Jake Gunsel, and Evgeny Malkin, all and Crosby, of course, you heard it, uh, and Malkin okay. score for the Penguins. David Perron scores for the Blues. Um, side note here, Jake Gunsel signs a five-year extension with the Penguins. Uh, five years, $30 million. Yeah, not a bad chunk of change for him. I mean, that he's done pretty well for the Pens. I mean, he's an integral part of their two cup runs. Uh, so yeah, I mean, congrats to him. He's he, he got paid. And the Penguins continue to roll. The Blues continue to struggle. Um, it's same old story for the Blues, right? Yeah. Poor goaltending, no scoring. And they continue to swirl the toilet bowl. Yeah. Uh, Matt Murray's starting to be uh, the Matt Murray of uh, the, the cup runs. Uh, he's won his last five games. He, out of those five games, he has given up seven goals, and he's uh, posted a shutout during that span. Can you imagine if this guy could stay healthy? Yeah. I mean, you look what he did, you know, especially – with the two cup runs that he had with them. I mean, that's that's what he could be. I mean, if he's healthy. Yeah, you know, you get Malkin going again. Um, Malkin's like a minus, like, a lot. Um, which is surprising. I want to see he's minus 13. Yeah, he's... I'm minus at 14. Right. Yeah, minus 14. I mean, that's pretty bad. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a team worst. I mean, you got, you got Crosby's at a plus 16. Latang's got a plus 10. Uh, Brian DeMolin's got a plus 22, which is really good. And you got Malcolm's got a minus 14. So yeah, that's, 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 I mean, yeah, he's got 40 points. He's got 12 goals, 28 assists and 38 games, but that minus 14 is kind of a, is an eyesore. Um, they did not leave this game unscathed. Um, Brian Russ left Saturday's game because of LBI. He only logged just five minutes and 33 seconds of ice time prior to his exit. Um, so he is out. Who knows how long? Yeah. Give him a setback. For Crosby, watch, he's played in his 899th NHL game. Uh, his last eight games, uh, he's got two goals and 13 assists. Uh, Crosby's recorded at least three points in a regular season game for the 133rd time in his NHL career. 
and is five such outings shy of Peter Stastny for 18th most in the league. And it's, it was a, a milestone, too, for the Blues. This is their 4,000th game in franchise history. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. And he gets stomped 6-1. Yeah, not good. Mm-hmm. We move on to the Rangers-Nashville game. Jesper Fast scored two goals, including the goal-head goal in the third. Mika Zibanejad earned four assists. And the Rangers 4-3 win against the Predators at Bridgestone Arena on Saturday. Chris Kreider and Mark Stahl also scored for the Rangers. Nick Bonino, Kevin Fiala, and Nick or Bonino had two. And Fiala had uh, the other goal for the Preds. Yeah, and I'm trying to – my computer's acting a little slow as well. So you have to uh, bear with me. Uh, let's see. Lundqvist with the win, Rene with the loss. Subin minus three in this game. Wow. He's been back. His second game back, and also Victor Arvison's second game back. He was a minus two. I do want to add something there. I don't know if you heard this too, uh, or read something about PK Subban on the trading block again. No, I missed that. Yeah, like it, it was one of these feeds that you, you probably, you and I probably have the same one on uh, Facebook is that he's wearing out his welcome again and rubbing teammates the wrong way. Um, I mean, if you're taking it for what it's worth, I, you know, I mean, I don't think that's, it's not, I don't know if it would have, would have was one of the Montreal, but I don't know. I, I just heard if, if you had heard that. No, I haven't. Okay. Um, to go back to the St. Louis, St. Louis was the fifth team this past week to play its franchise 4,000th game, by the way. Oh. Uh, the Kings, the Penguins, the Flyers, and the Stars slash North Stars played their 4,000th game this week. Yeah, and they were all part of the, the, the first expansion back in, uh, 66-67. They were all in there except for uh, the Golden Seals who had folded after playing for a couple of years. Uh, uh, Jad is just the third Rangers you player in the last 10 years to uh, record four assists in a game. Uh, the other, our team, Arnisimov, back in 2011, and Marion Gabrick back in 2010. Uh, and uh, you know, yeah, the Preds are 0-5-1 in the last six games, so they're they're slight they're sliding a bit. Um, they they should have some time to to put it together. You think? Yeah, that bothers me about the whole Subin thing that you read now. No. Yeah. Well, they've been battling battling injuries too. This team, Turris is out. He's had an LBI. Uh, Philippe Forsberg is just now skating again, and they just now got Subin back. They just got Arvison back. Um, so, yeah, there's plenty of time with this team. I'm not worried about this team. I mean, they've just gone through a bit of injuries. Um, 
they get healthy, they'll be back in it again. The Rangers, they're hanging around, right? They're three, two, and five in their last ten. Um, they're hanging around. They're six points out of a playoff spot. I don't see this team doing anything. I don't think they have enough firepower on this team. Um, Shannon Kirk um, is expected to return on Monday. But if you look at this team, it's a young team. I, they'll they'll battle, but they'll fall short of a playoff spot. But they're playing yeah. better. Yeah, and that's a good sign, especially for you know their first year coach uh, Dave Quinn. Uh, I think that they're they're going to respond to him. Maybe he's a young coach, and, and you know you can relate to the young guys. Uh, but you know, yeah, like you said, they're going to be you know, they're. They'll make a push for it, but they're going to fall short. So we move on, and let's uh, let's talk about the Dallas Stars. Well, we 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 talked about this last week. It's so funny because we just talked about this last week that we thought the Stars are underachieving. You know, is Jim Nill on the hot seat as? GM of the team. Um, well, management finally spoke up in a big way. Um, and this is per the athletic Sean Shapiro. Star CEO Jim Lice described Taylor Sagan and Jamie Ben as, well, plug your ears, kids, as quote unquote fucking horses, horse shit for their performances during Thursday's 2 nothing win against the Predators. Lice told Shapiro he routinely receives multiple WTF text messages from Stars owner Tom Gugar- was it Guglart Guglarty? Yeah. During during games to express his unhappiness with Sagan and Ben's effort. Shapiro noted there's frustration growing throughout the organization because Sagan and Ben aren't playing up to the normal standards. Um we are a stars-driven league, and our stars aren't getting it done. Light said it's embarrassing, and no one writes it. Write it. These guys are not good enough. They're not good enough for me. They're not good enough for the owner. They're certainly not good enough for the general manager, who I can't speak for, but it's not good enough for their job he's done. One potential reason for the frustration among stars management is the franchise lack of progress. They have missed the playoffs in each the previous two seasons and just one postseason series win since 0809. The Stars entered Friday, ranked eighth in the Western Conference with 41 points. Wow. Yeah, that's. Uh, should we refer to Jim White as the American Eugene Melnick? I don't know. I kind of like it, though. He's yeah. got a point. He's got a point, don't he? He does. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to just burying his team. I mean, yeah. They, Maybe this you know, is what the team needs. Maybe they need yeah. to get a, a little fire up their ass to get going. Because we've talked about this quite a few times, Alex, about this team yeah. underachieving. And not just underachieving this year, underachieving, period. This is a playoff team. On paper, it's a playoff team. No doubt about it. Oh, yeah. But they're not playing like a playoff team. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, st- 
if we go back to the whole Stone Cold equation for with uh, the Islanders and Leafs game, I, I mean, I, I mean, Jim White went full full Stone Cold. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, and maybe this is what and the team it, needed. And difference was is that Austin didn't swear when he when he gave promos. No, but Jim White's. Yeah, he uh, he used to, he used that colorful language. Um, let's see here. When you have the talent that is on this team, when you have Sagan, when you have Jamie Ben, when you have Alexander Rudrilov, when you have a John Klingberg, when you have the talent M- Miro Hiskinen, um, how you know you look at this team is like. Well, Where's the scoring? And it's Jamie Ben, Tyler Sagan, and Radulov with ten plus goals. Nobody else is stepping up on this team. Ben has to be better than fifteen goals. Sagan has to be better than eleven goals. They have oh, to be well, better. Yeah, and I think they combined for one point last night against the Wings. Uh, yeah, because it was other people. It was Jason Spezza. It was Tyler Pitnick. It was Blake Cormoro. or how are you pronounce his name? Cormo. Uh, yeah, Rajalov had two goals. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it sparked him in a big way last night. That was, was a statement game. Let's see, let's see what they do down the stretch and see, uh, you know, especially how Sagan and, and Ben fare. And this was coming – and what was said was coming off a 2 nothing win against Nashville. Mm-hmm. Which is wow. even crazier. Yeah. I mean, between Sagan and Ben, they got – they have a combined 63 points in 78 games. So yeah, I mean, you look at, at the stat line. That definitely they they have to do better. I mean, Ben was a scoring champ not too long ago, and right. Sagan has potential to be. You know, he could when he was drafted. You know, you remember the whole Taylor versus Tyler debate back in 2010. I mean, these were the. I mean, Sagan was number two, and you know he was he was on a pretty good Bruins squad. I mean, they won the cup in 2011, and. He, it's one guy who could be – he could be one of those guys to be in the top 20, 25 in, in scoring, you know, maybe a little higher than that. Uh, but, yeah, they, they have to do better. <clears throat> no so, doubt about yeah. it. And I get where Lights is coming from. I do. Because if I'm, if I'm an owner, I'm pissed too. If I'm yeah. a president, I'm pissed too. I'm pissed at the lack of progress, progress on this team. This team should be a playoff team, and they're not. They're not playing like it. They don't look like it, but they should be. There's yeah. enough talent on this team. You know, and, and, and if you got Jason Spezza getting, uh, hitting the lamp like they did last night and and Ben and uh, – I'm lost uh, – Sagan did, then you really need to, you know, need a self-evaluation check. So, 
Uh, the Wings, well, the Wings continue to be the Wings. They continue to struggle with the injuries that they've occurred. Um, it's like trading cards with this team. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You get the you, common you go card. Down, right. You get the common card. Right. Like um, Darren Helm. And then you get the uh, major cards like Mantha, Mike Green. No, just Mantha, Helm. Helm might be back Monday. Green's still a couple weeks out. The Kaiser's still a couple weeks out. Man, they're missing some big pieces, especially on yeah. the back end. When sure Green are. played, when Green played, this team looked really good, right? They went through that stretch with of a bunch of wins, and then Mike Green went back out again, and <clears throat> look where they're at. Yeah, that's uh I'll tell you what, I mean this we're gonna we're gonna sound neg we're gonna sound negative. I I really don't care. With the wings are two six and two, I mean they're sliding. They can make a, a push for the uh lose for Hughes sweepstakes. Oh just keep sliding. Might as well, right? Yeah. You got uh you got Florida on New Year's Eve, you got a bunch of home games in a row. You got six, what, two, four, five home games in a row. You get Florida, Calgary, Nashville, Washington, Montreal. On the road to Winnipeg and Minnesota, home to Anaheim, and then on the road in Calgary and Vancouver. And then Those you, are all losable games. Oh, yeah. And that's a nice way to stumble, especially going into the All-Star break. Yeah. Go ahead. I lose, lose games now. It's time, it's time to lose. All right, your your little fun was of winning games was cute, and the small bit of playoff talk was cute. But now let's reality setting in here. Let's just lose now, right? And speaking yeah. of Hughes, Hughes has missed the last two games in the World Junior games. We'll talk about that in a little bit too. But um, he hasn't been able to showcase his talents. Um. They could have used them yesterday. Mm-hmm. But they could have used them. But the Wings lose five to one. Um I don't know. Uh what was it? The uh was it Thursday night's game they play who they played the other night? Uh Pittsburgh. Oh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Oh my god. Jonathan Erickson had the biggest blowout on the uh, Phil Kessel goal I think I've ever seen. Wow, that's. Uh, Did you see it? Can you expect anything less from Jonathan Erickson? Oh my God, it was terrible. I, the guy could not turn around on the skates. I was like, oh my God, even I can turn around on skates. It was terrible. It, it, it was bad looking. And the, and the Wings are just a bad team. Just lose already. He's like, uh, I don't know, if there's a comparison I would have Erickson, he's like the modern day Willie Huber. Mm. You know, I used to bitch about Kyle Quincy being the worst defenseman on the team. Um, now, Erickson now has that. Yeah, now he's, uh, well, Quincy's representing Canada at the Spangler Cup. I saw that. <laughs> How desperate are they? Just, just think of, I think Jared Coro's also on that team, another former Red Wing. Yep, yep. 
I've yeah. had, I have to ask one of my friends about that. He's into the Spangler Cup. You actually know people that are into it? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. One of my friends in, uh, well, he, uh, one of my, he used to live in Toronto and went to school with uh, my cousin. And he's moved out to, uh, lives in Edmonton. So I got to get a hold of him, just what he thinks of the Spangler Cup. Huh. Interesting. He's a huge Canadian fan. Oh, well, it explains it. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of oh, like yeah. us when it we comes to the fan base, we just bash our home, our, our home t- uh, team like the Lions. Oh, I don't even consider the Lions a team anymore. Yeah. 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 He, yeah, he, he's from Toronto, <laughs> but he, the Leafs with a passion. Really? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, moving on here. We got oh, we got plenty of time. Uh, Kane scored two goals. Uh, his second one, 41 seconds in the overtime. I power play to give the Blackhawks a 3-2 win against the Avalanche at the Pepsi Center. Seems like almost every home team lost yesterday. Uh, Alex Dabrinkit with the other goal for the Blackhawks. Miko Ratnan with his 17th. Nathan McKinnon with his 23rd. They got to get this team more help. The Avalanche, look, they're one line phenomenal. Probably the best line in hockey right now, right? But yeah. until you get that second, third line more help, you're not going to go far in the playoffs. No, you're going to see an early exit if, if that's the case. And yeah, we talked about it on the show before. You got uh, McKinnon and Rantanen, you know that that line, and then you you got a bunch of scrubs. Landis Cog, that's the third guy. Yeah, yeah, he's got twenty four goals. But uh, JD Comper and Carl Soderberg have ten goals. That's the only other players on that team besides your top line that has double digits goals. Yeah. <clears throat> they're two six and two in their last ten. Yeah, they're struggling. And we've talked about it. You, if you contain the one line, you've stopped the Colorado Avalanche. Pretty much. And yeah, and and Varlamov has been a the other bright spot for this team this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, you know, and, and you just, that's all you got. You got that line and you got Barlamoff. And other than that, that that's, that's all you have. Hey, don't look now, but the stars are only two points behind the avalanche for the third spot there. Yeah. You got, you got so the team it, with the, like a depth. And then you got the team who, whose CEO just lit a fire under their ass. I think I'll take the stars. Yeah, like I said, maybe that's what they needed. They they needed a fire lit under their ass. If they get going here, they can overthrow Colorado for the third spot. They can catch up to Nashville for the second spot. Mm -hmm. Doubt they catch Winnipeg, but... Yeah, I did mention Varlamov a short while ago. His last five games is... Well, he didn't play last... Actually, yeah, he did... uh, he did play in the game, but 
his save percentages his last five games. Going to last night, it was 919. Before that, it was 850. Then it was 905, 833, and 783. And out of those five games, he's, he's won that one game, and that was against the Stars. So, yeah, that's he's showing this uh, inconsistency side right now. So, he's good, you know, Besides that, you know, top line, and you got Barlamov. Barlamov has to, you know, get back to being what he was before that strong, that that slump. Yeah, if they don't get their crap together, um, they're going to uh, fall um, out of the third spot and into the wild card spot. So, um, our second to the last game of the night, Arizona, Nick Schmoltz scores 33 seconds in the overtime to give the Coyotes a 5-4 win against the Ducks at the Honda Center. Again, another home team that loses last night. Uh, Andre Cass, Daniel Sprong, Adam Henrique. Um, your goals for the Ducks, Cass had two goals, uh, Ekman Larson, Kristen Fisher, uh, Nick Cousins, and Jacob Chekrin, all with goals for the Coyotes. Yeah, they uh, say that uh, Chekrin scored. I mean, just think of it. You know, and we talked about this before about him. You know, him the wanting the wings to draft and they go with Dennis Chalowski instead. I mean, that's did pretty well with uh, Chalowski. He's not doing too bad. But uh you know, Chick is showing some muscle for the the Yotes. Yeah, you know, he missed a good portion at the beginning of the year recovering from a knee injury. Uh he's up to seven points in twenty games. Uh Aiden Hill with the win, seven and three. In the 11 games he's played, Aiden is 2.39 goals against average, 0.916 save percentage in a shutout. Um, you know they've gone through five goalies this year. Uh, Aiden Hill's the guy that looks like they've kind of settled on here. Yeah, I mean it was a uh, it was a mash unit as far as their goaltending depth, but yeah, they uh, looks like they found their guy. Uh, OEL had a goal and assist for the Yotes. Galchenyuk and Keller had two assists each. Uh, for those listening, OEL is Oliver Ackman Larson. Uh, so, yeah, it was, uh, it was a nice showing by the Yotes. And, uh, you know, we talked about their their franchise situation. So, then it's still a young team. And. Probably one of the better games of the night. It was a fun game. Um, Canucks and Flames. Lead pass up to Pedersen. It is Pedersen. He shoots. Scores. There's that shot. And it's 2-2. What a shot. Elias Pedersen. You know, has done this right from the start of the year, and he had to pay a price on this one here on the shift right before this, or the sequence right before, gets knocked down in front. 
And Hamannick gives him a shot. You can see Riddick give him a chop in the back of the legs as Hamannick is pushing him the other way. He goes down, but in the ensuing play back up the ice, he's just so good at getting himself to a position, and he has that killer instinct. Once he gets a step, Taylor drops it off. Besser off the bench. In front, scores! Backdoor play cast in by Alex Edler of the Canucks. What is it over time? All the stars came out for this one for the Canucks. Brock Besser with a goal and an assist on the game winner. Elias Pedersen with the game-tying goal. Alex Edler with the game-winning goal as the Canucks beat the Flames in overtime 3-2. to two. At, guess where, Scotiabank Saddledome, another home team loses last night. Yeah, it's like it seemed like all the home teams lost except for the Stars. It's funny because no, the Lightning won and the Devils won. Florida won. Four. It looks like four of the fifteen games, the home team won. Yeah, that's. uh, Yeah, that's. Wouldn't be for the fans who went to the, these games last night and were disappointed that their home team won. That probably didn't sit well, but you know that's how it goes sometimes. It's not, not exactly football where you know the the home ice advantage or the home field advantage really counts, but it's it's a little different. Uh, I don't Jacob, don't look now, but seven two and one in their last ten games at Canucks are. Yeah, and. They're you know, in their last eleven. They're eight two and one, and before that, they had won one of their last thirteen. So yeah, they're they're turning it around. They're starting to starting to sh- starting to show who they are. Well, it helps that they're they're healthier now. Um, you know, Brock Besser's starting to finally get there. He's got fourteen goals. Uh, Elias Patterson with his 19th uh, uh, last night, which is huge, which ended up being a tying goal. And then Besser assisted on Edler's overtime winner. Uh, Look, they may not get in the playoffs this year, but they are a fun team to watch because they've got some guys still in the system. That uh, They got Quinn Hughes in the system. They got... Two top goalie prospects, uh, Michael DiPietro and Pat- Patrick Demko. So they, you know, the future is pretty bright for the Canucks. I mean, they're they're sh- they're showing what they can do right now with the roster that they have, and then you got their 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 minor leagues, their 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 prospects pool. I mean, they're they're pretty rich on that right now. I mean, just imagine what could happen if they stay on the right path for the next couple of years. This is for you, Alex. And I have a question for everybody here tonight. Who wants to walk with Elias? I'm walking with Elias. 
Yeah. I could wake up to that every day, and I would definitely walk with a lion. <laughs> so, yeah, an interesting set of games last night, 15 games in the NHL. Vancouver in overtime, ending it to cap it off. Probably one of the better game games of the night. Most interesting game of the night, in my opinion, um, with Calgary leading um, the Pacific Division with 50 points, tied with Winnipeg for the whole conference. Um, and Vancouver getting a, a win in Calgary in overtime to keep their playoffs hope alive. They're only a point behind Dallas, two points behind Anaheim. Um, uh, six points behind Vegas for the third spot. Yeah, I'm just I, yeah, I'm looking at the the standings right now. I mean, you got the you got the five teams in the West. I mean, you got Winnipeg, Calgary, San Jose, Vegas, Nashville, uh, Colorado. I mean, unless they do something real quick, you know, uh, you know, they're in it for now, but for how long? Dallas with the the fire under their ass. Let's see how they do. Uh, Vancouver might not make it, but you know, like you said, they, you know, it's it just builds upon their foundation for the for the future. Uh, Edmonton, yeah, they, they start off pretty good under Hitchcock, but they've really crapped the bed their last few games, especially on defense. Um, <clears throat> um, some side notes here. Uh, Frederick Anderson day to day for the Maple Leafs with a growing injury. Sparks started last night. Um, Toronto acquires Hutchison and they trade with the Panthers for a fifth round pick. Um, don't know the extent of Frederick Anderson's injury. They're hoping it's day to day. Um, but the move to acquire Michael Hutchison also shores up um, their AHL goaltending situation, which apparently they needed. Um, so when Anderson does come back, Hutchinson will go back down. Uh, since the trade was yesterday, the least recalled goalie, Casimir Cascuso, on an emergency basis from Toronto of the AHL on Saturday. Um, he'll probably be sent back down. Hutchinson will probably on the team uh, come today or whenever the roster move is. Um, we have the Winter Classic coming up. We have the Bruins and the Blackhawks coming up here on New Year's Day. Uh, Winter Classic Park Fan Festivals open in Chicago to rave reviews. Um Another winter classic. I'm I'm not that excited for this one, just probably because of the Blackhawks not being in playoff contention. Um, but I will watch it. Because oh yeah, it's, it's uh, the NHL's big event of the year, the Winter Classic, non-playoff event. Um, it's at Notre Dame Stadium, South Bend. It'll be on Tuesday, 1 p.m. Um, Cloudy with temperatures around 30 degrees with a light layer of snow on the ground. Um, 
That's what it looks like the forecast is. So I'll be watching it. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, that's one of the good things. I mean, that's I, I I do like the Winter Classic. I know people <clears throat> poop on it, but I mean, we we played hockey outdoors. I mean, that's what it's all about. I enjoy it. I I think it's um it's it's it, it's a unique event. It it's an event that um only hockey can say, "Hey, we're taking our game outdoors." Like football's played outdoors, base base uh baseball's played outdoors, but like basketball, you you're going to take a basketball game outdoors. Mm-hmm. Probably not yeah. going to get the same feel but to play in a a baseball stadium or a football stadium to play a hockey game uh, especially uh, a unique situation in Notre Dame who got mollywop yesterday but yeah yeah. but yeah I think with the Chicago you got the start the the star power of Canes and Taves and you know a little little bit of a you know their future stars with uh, DeBrinket and you got the Bruins, who you know they, they're kind of been of a mash unit all year. You get players that are healthy, and then you got their star players that are down. Uh, you know, I'll be watching. It's going to be. Some, you still got some watch. star power. You still got Bergeron. You still got Pasternak. You still got uh, Chara. Oh yeah. You know, I'm I'm just summer up of what you know the team's been like this year. But oh yeah, you, you got the star power. I mean, on favor, definitely the Bruins. You got to give it to them. It's good, you know. I, I'll be watching. I mean, I think this will be. I think over the years, I mean, we were all about watching bowl games. Uh, you know, the last few years, I mean, you know, I could take a, a back backseat to a bowl game and watch a Winter Classic. So we have that coming up here. Um, let's see the All Star captains were was were announced. The Leafs. Center Austin Matthews, the Avalanche Center Nathan McKinnon, Capitals left wing Alex Ovechkin, and of course Edmonton Oilers Connor McDavid all topped their divisions for the 2019 NHL All-Star vote. So they are your All-Star captains heading into the All-Star weekend. When is that? Uh, January 25th and 26th at the SAP Center in San Jose. Yeah, at San Jose, the last time they hosted the NHL All Star Game was yeah 1997. And and being selfish, I, the Red Wings last time hosted the NHL All Star Game in 1980. I think it's the Wings. They should make a turn to host the All Star Game. Say that again. I'm sorry. The last time the Red Wings or the Detroit hosted oh, the NHL oh. All Star Game was 1980. And San Jose. Well, hopefully, hosts- once they, hopefully once Detroit gets their, what was it called, the Detroit District or something like that down there. Hopefully, once they get that finished, they'll be hosting an All Star game here soon. Yeah, it'd be good for the city too. Oh yeah. Um, what other note did I have? I have oh. That's right. There's some tournament going on. 
Hmm. What's that tournament called? Oh yeah, the World Juniors. <laughs> it's a good time to be a hockey uh, fan. Watch this tournament. Um. Yes. It is um, uh, the the young kids here that are the future of the NHL uh, in this tournament. Uh, the U.S. team two o o and one um, with a this game last night. I don't see it. I downloaded it, and now I don't see it. Give me one minute. Oh, here we go. The top two teams in Group B at the World Junior Championship. Back comes Sweet. Fogamol. Cross in the slot. Here's a shot. And that is in the back of the net for Team Sweet. Philippe Westerlin, Arizona Coyotes, second-round pick in 2017. Speaking of, Bofist driving into the net. Good chance, but misses wide to Kaiser. See how much talent he has and how much speed. That one never got through. And now the U.S. going to be down two men. Up top, Bofist. Benstrom. If he fires that, that might have went home. This Swedish power play had one really good look. But other than that, Team USA has been dynamite on the kill. Going the other way. Hoog. Drop pass. Benstrom still has it. Looking to pass. Hip. Brothers got a hug as in Ricard Hook, who makes it 2 nothing. Team Sweden here. It's an unfortunate bounce as Miller recovered pretty well, but U.S. transitioned back a little bit late to the party. But the entry by Sweden twice is what helps create the goals. Turnover by Quinn Hughes. Two on one for Sweden. Bimstrom in. Bimstrom backhand. Hughes tries to skate it into the teeth of the Swedish neutral zone play, and it turns back around, and Benstrom gets it going the other way as he gets the goaltender Kaiser to open the wicket. Here's Benstrom, the captain. Vegas Golden Knight first rounder. Upstairs, backhand score. In his draft year, they asked all the draft eligibles, who's the hardest player in your draft class to play against you? And most of the guys said him. And that's exactly why. Tremendous skating ability. United States on the man advantage. Outside, Chimileski has it. Holds, pass, fires, scores! Stuck through the wickets of Airstone, and the United States is on the board. Hey, Mikey. Mike Anderson comes walking in off the point. He just lets it fly, and the goaltender, Urshum, just didn't line it up right. The United States will go on a power play again. Backhander across the zone. Shot in front. Tip and a score for Ryan Paling. It's 4-2. St. Cloud State Husky Ryan Paling with another one in a tournament on a special team. 40 seconds left to play. Quinn Hughes in front, pass, it's loose, and it's there for Ryan Paling. 4-3. And once again, it's Hughes, who makes a play with front of the net, a broken play, and Paling sticking on the ice is there. And in the reaction from the USA hockey bench, Kaiser to the bench, less than 30 seconds to play, clearing it up, ends up in the middle. Faraby, pass to Paling, Paling shoots, scores! Ryan Paling ties the game! Patrick Paling. Paling gets three in 5.49, and it's tied 4-4. What a comeback by Team USA. Josh Norris. Back to come back to Sweet. The odd man rush. Bolkman. Pass across. Back to Bolkman. Game-winning goal. The 
Play with fire, you're going to get burnt. The worst place you can play with the puck. And the U.S. got burned and a two-on-one the other way. Adam Bokvist, an eighth overall selection of the Chicago Blackhawks in last year's draft, wins the game. Take your hats off to the U.S. Oh. Four goals in the third. Yeah. Tremendous comeback and a lot to build off of. USA falls short in their comeback. They lose in overtime 5-4. Quinn Hughes, not the best of games in this game. He gave away uh, the puck for the tying or the, I think their third or fourth goal of the, of the game. Uh, but an impressive comeback from USA in the third period to score four goals against a Sweden team in a period, let alone a game. Pretty remarkable. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, they're not out of it yet. They're, there's, there's still plenty of time. I mean, they got Finland, uh, for their next game, uh, that, that is a that is which gonna is going to be a, a good game. Play. Yeah, it's going to be a good game, and we get to for Finland. We get to see a guy who might be the number two overall pick, uh, unless Jack Hughes uh, takes a stump, draft stock tumbles. His, his name is Capo Kako. Try saying that five times. I, I struggle saying it Bless after you. one. Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's uh, had he. Had, 20 points in 27 games for TPS and Liga in the uh, Finnish Elite League. Uh, that'd be the player to watch for Finland. Uh, but uh, it's, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, we we're talking about Jack Hughes earlier. He's missed the second straight game. Uh, his brother Quinn confirmed it was a concussion. So uh, that mm. the coach for Team USA, Mike Hastings, announced that that he is progressing. So. Um, it's going to be interesting with uh, Jack Hughes, see what, what happens with him. Uh, USA team, was it Ryan Poling, who uh filling in on his line from St. Cloud State. I believe he is a Canadian's draft pick um, with a big game last night. What did, uh, did he have uh, the head trick last night? He did. Okay. Um so USA, you know, they struggle against Slovakia. They get a two-to-one win. They blow out Kazakhstan eight-to-two. Um, they struggle against Sweden before they turn it on in the third period. Um, so it's a big game against Finland on New Year's Eve, and it's a ten o'clock game on New Year's Eve, by the way. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, that's what happens uh, when the game's in Vancouver. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. I take that back. It's a 10:30 game on New Year's Eve. So if you're not out partying, you're at home. Um, you can watch. Uh, you can watch the states in Finland on uh, USA Network uh, uh, or Poland USA Network, Poland. NHL Network. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. NHL for USA. Uh, yeah. Polling scored the natural hat trick. It was in the final 6:25. Wow. Of regulation. So. It's, uh, I'm sure the, uh, the Habs, you know, Habs fans and, you know, people who follow the team would probably be pleased with that performance. So in group B, Sweden leads with eight points, followed by USA with seven points, Finland with six points. They, they have a loss, uh, Slovakia and Kazakhstan with no points in group A, Canada, Leads with nine points. They're three and zero. Oh. Russia has yet to play their third game yet. They play 
uh, I believe Kaz no who they play today. I don't know who they play today. Uh, Hold on. Hang on. Um, they play Switzerland today. Oh. And Kazakhstan plays Slovakia today. That's today's schedule. Um, it's weird that they haven't played their third game yet, huh? Russia beat Denmark four nothing, and they beat the Czech Republic two to one. Uh, yeah, Delano versus Zadina. Right, right. Yeah, I was uh, more interested in on. that than the U.S. game, just because of the you know the the Red Wings connection. Right. Uh, Switzerland in third place with four points, the Czech Republic with two points, and Denmark with no points. Um, so it is a big game tomorrow night against Finland. Um, it, the top four teams move on from each group. Um, the bottom two will meet in a best of three relegation series. So right now we're looking at Denmark and Kazakhstan looking at the uh, relegation round. Well, depends, Slovakia. I guess it's like goals. Goals for are the uh, tiebreaker. So Slovakia needs to get a win here when they play Kazakhstan. So. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's, it's going to be good to watch. Um, yeah, and I always liken the World Junior Championships to the you know the, the NCAA basketball tournament as, as far as, you know, like who to watch. And, you know, I mean, it's all, you know, it's, it's all about representing your country. You got this, uh, one of the best tournaments that's not named the Stanley cup. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's, it's the future of the NHL playing in these games and not just for Canada, not just for us, but, uh, as you heard, uh, Sweden has players that are uh, like the captain of Sweden is Vegas Golden Knights first round pick from, I believe, last year. Um, or first pick, they traded their first round pick last year. Um, but one of Vegas' top picks are playing on, is, is Sweden's captain. Um uh, Zadina playing for uh, the Czech Republic. Um, it, it, it's the future of the NHL playing in these tournaments. Yeah, and you got you know Jack Hughes who hasn't played yet. Yeah, he's projected to go number one. Uh, and for next year, there's a player for Canada by the name of Alexis Lafreniere. Uh, he's projected to go number one in 2020. And he's one of uh, two players that are draft eligible. The other would be Brett Leeson, who's eligible for this year's draft. Uh, so, you know, players that you could see, you know, at the cheap right now at the, the junior hockey rinks is, you know, would be coming to an NHL rink near you within the next couple of years. Absolutely. Um, uh, the guy who scored the game winner for Sweden, Adam Boquist, he plays for the London Knights right now. He's Chicago's. Uh, first round pick from last year. Yeah, uh, 
that's one of the guys I thought that the wings would pick until Phillips Zadina fell fell on them at number six. Uh, he's a good draft prospect. Uh, he's a pretty good uh, puck carrying defenseman, and he'll he'll chip in offensively. And you know he's he's fared pretty well uh, on North American ice. Uh, you know, Team Canada, they, they've got guys all over it. Cody Glass, who was the Vegas first-round pick um, in 17. Joe Valeno, the Wings' first-round pick in 18. Uh, Max Comatose, Comatose uh, he was Anaheim's second-round pick. He's actually played a few games for uh, Anaheim this year. And he's the only returning player from last year's gold medal winning team to, to be on the squad. Um, Shane Bowers, Ottawa's first-round pick from 17, who was traded to Colorado. Was it Colorado they traded him to? Uh, which player was that? I'm sorry? Shane Bowers. Was Bowers. that in a Duchesne deal? I, I believe so. Um, trying to remember what team he was traded to. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was the twenty eighth overall pick in seventeen. Uh, right. Yeah, Mike is acting pretty slow this morning. So Nick Suzuki, um, Vegas's first round pick from seventeen. Owen Tippett, Florida's first round pick from seventeen. Uh, Morgan Frost, Flyers' first-round pick from 17. Barton Hayton, um, Arizona's first-round pick from this past draft. Evan Bouchard, Edmonton's first-round pick from this past draft. I mean, this team's loaded. Uh, Jared McIsaac, Wings' second-round pick from this past draft. Noah Dobson, Islanders' first-round pick from this past draft. Ty Smith, Devils' first-round pick from this past draft. So... Uh, Michael DiPietro, Vancouver's third-round pick from the 17 draft, just loaded full of uh, talent. Same thing with the United States team. Um, Jack Hughes is up for to be drafted this year. Um, Oliver Wallstrom, Islanders' first-round pick. Joel Farabee, the Flyers' first-round pick. Quinn Hughes, Vancouver's first-round pick. Andre Miller, Rangers' second-round pick. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Mike, Mikey Anderson, the Kings, I believe, third-round pick. So, yeah, it, it's deep. I mean, all these teams, especially USA, Canada, uh, their draft, their prospects run deep in, in, in the NHL draft. Oh, yeah. And uh, – in goal for U.S. is Caden Primo. If uh, you hear the last name, his, his dad played in the NHL, Keith Primo. Oh, really? That's his son? Yeah. yeah his son's in uh, net for USA. He's a uh, seventh-round draft pick of the Montreal Canadiens in 2017. And, of course, we talked about Poing. Poing's a Montreal draft pick. Yes. Now, don't don't forget, Sweden had won 46 straight um, games in the round robin. That's uh, not bad. That's a pretty impressive. That's another NHL on the ice, did you know? 
They have won 46 straight and has a tremendous defense. So what Ryan Poling did last night in that third period was one of probably, yeah, one of maybe one of the all-time great performances in USA hockey history. That's how big his performance was. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Too bad it was in a losing cause, but yeah, that was. That's probably, like you were saying, it's probably one of the more impressive performances probably in world junior hockey history by by an individual player. Oh, I do want to add. in Sweden, who had won 46 in a row in the prelim rounds. Yeah. So. Oh, off subject, uh, Shane Bowers was part of that Matt Duchesne trade. That's what I thought. Yeah. Thank you for looking that up. Mm-hmm. He's on Colorado, right? Man, Colorado has a future. Can you imagine if some their their draft picks pan out, or the guys that they traded for pan out? Oh yeah. Uh, Looking there here. So um, you know they're 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 already going to get a top pick this year in the draft. So they're going to get a top pick. They have Shane Bowers in their system. Yeah, they're you know, the couple of their top prospects are defensemen. You got Cole McCarr, who's at, at Massachusetts, and Connor Timmins with the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. Um, yeah, that's uh. And Bowers, he's, he's currently playing with Boston University. Last year, he racked up 32 points in 40 games, which is which is pretty good. Uh, so maybe uh, Colorado should put up one of those help wanted ads, saying we're looking for uh, depth outside our first line. Hey, they've got guys that they could, you know. Do do you risk trading now, for, for trading for now, or do you hold on to your assets? And wait to see what happens at the end of this year. If Ottawa ends up with the first pick, Colorado gets it. You know, it's, uh, you know, what what do you do? So. It'd be, uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens. I mean, Colorado's in one of those positions where, you know, you're, you got you got uh, good depth for the future, or you know, with your top prospects. And you know, do you make a do you make a push for the playoffs, or you know, just say you know what we're gonna see you know see what happens for next for next year and on moving on forward. Do you get that kind of help or right away? It, it'll be interesting. Um, just some tidbits here and there. Um. Dallas Stars backup goalie Anton Kadovin has been stealing starts from Bishop. Um, he's a guy you might want to add. Yeah. What's that? It kind of concerns me a bit because I have Bishop in yeah. one of my leagues, but I have some depth on that right. team, so with Rask and Koskinen, and Martin Jones. 
Um, John Gibson's dealing with an upper body ailment. Chad Johnson may see more starts than normal over the next while. Um, we talked about Carter Hart, of course. Um, we talked about Mackenzie Blackwood. Um, undrafted rookie Colin Delia is um, off to a good start. He's got three wins, 1.67 goals against the average with a .95 save percentage. Um, with Crawford out indefinitely, Delia is a guy, you know, I, Ward's struggling, so, you know. Um, yeah, why not? Right. We talked about Avalanche needing more of an offensive spark. Avalanche coach Jared Bednar has shuffled Colorado's top six in the last couple games. Uh, Confer and, and Nito could benefit the most from that. Um, with Shabbat out, Jacob Chikrin has four points over the last five games. He's starting to tack on some points. Um, Matt, Matthew Dumba is on the shelf for the next three months. Um, Jared Spurgeon could see some uptick in minutes. Uh, he's already on pace for his first 40-point campaign. Um, uh, Cam Fowler, been out since November 12th due to a fracture, fa- facial fracture. He's back skating and eyeing a mid-January return to the Ducks lineup. Um, we talk about McAvoy being out, um, Marshawn dealing with upper body injury, Dan Heinen, Jake DeBursk, Matt Grizzlick are worth considerations to add on your team. Um, let's see what else. This is interesting. Even with the great showing at the World Juniors in BC, I wouldn't be surprised if the Wings let Zadina stew in the minors all season long. Burning a year on his entry-level contract could cause complications later with respect to the upcoming expansion process. Hmm. Interesting to note. Um, they oh, predict uh, that Quinny. What's that? I was uh, I was going to say uh, I know you were talking about Corey Crawford not too long ago. They're saying that his career might be over. He might be finished because of the concussion issues. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Mm. Um. They predict that Quinn Hughes will leave Michigan following his college season, signed with Vancouver. Um, he could be playing with Vancouver by the end of this season. Uh, here's a guy you might want to add. He's playing with probably the top player in the NHL, Connor McDavid, Ty Ratty. Uh, he's been reunited with uh, McDavid. He had three assists in their 7-4 loss against Edmund, or San Jose. Uh, Ty Ratty is a guy you could add. Just a few notes. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, hold on one second. I I did mention PK Subban a few minutes ago. I was looking at what one of the it was a hockey feed, and uh, yeah, it, and it was it was 
the title of it goes PK Sub, Subban on the move, and it had the exclamation. I did look into it. Uh, take it for a grain of salt. Levy Olette was quoted saying, "Where's he going?" So, uh, well, he he's safe as a predator, for, you know, for the foreseeable future. Yeah. So I kind of look at it. I could, I looked at that earlier, and I'm like, you know, how how could, you know, I can't afford to lose him. So uh, it's 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 okay, Mets fans. He's staying. Quinn Hughes played 27 minutes last night. Nearly three more minutes than any other player in that game. That included nearly 10 minutes in the third. Wow, he played 10 minutes. One bad turnover um, last night. Uh, Mike Hastings on Jack Hughes. He's still day-to-day, but had a really good day today. We'll get another day of rest. We'll see how he's doing tomorrow and go from there. Yeah, it'd be nice to have him for a lineup, especially for a big game like that. Um, right. Yeah, I was looking at the you know we're you know we're both looking at the rosters for Canada and USA. Uh, just think of it, Tyler Madden. Just to whole know how old we are, Tyler Madden. His dad played in the NHL. If you're familiar with John Madden. John Madden. Yes. Michigan. Former. Uh, yeah. For Michigan played for the Devils. Uh, bounced around a bit. Uh, there's a little Michigan connection here too. You got some people from uh, Oxford, Michigan, like Josh Norris, who's a Ottawa Senators pick. Uh, Jason Robertson is from Northville, and he's currently playing with Niagara in the OHL. So you got some Michigan connections here. Plus, all you know, some of them are with the U.S. National Team Development Program here in Plymouth. Uh, Mikey Anderson's from Roseville. He's an LA Kings pick. So you got some Michigan representing for USA. Well, Alex, that brings us to the end of this year and the end of another show. We'll be back next year, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. So, yeah, this is the last one of 28. It's a wild ride. (laughs) Yes, it was. Uh, it, It was a rough start, but we got back on track and, uh, uh, doing shows regularly now. So with that, we'll be back next year. Alex, have a happy new year, my friend. And we'll see happy. you all next year. You do the same. <laughs>